0: Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of Communicate Well, our Cats Pajamas Conversations with Mini podcast series, um, where we have been talking to communications professionals about all sorts of issues related to health and well-being. And I'm delighted that in this episode, I'm joined by the lovely Sophia Khan, who's a head of marketing and a freelance publicist. Um, and I'll let Sophia introduce herself shortly, but um, uh, I'm meeting you virtually, I think for probably the second time ever, we've never met in real life, but uh, I did a bit of Twitter stalking (laughs) through mutual connections and then we engaged over the um, subject of COVID and long COVID, which is what you're here to talk about. But um, welcome, Sophia, Would you like just to tell us a little bit about yourself
1: and uh, sort of what you do in your
0: communications background?
1: Yes, absolutely. So um, I got into communications by accident. Um, I didn't actually know what it was, and now I love it 17 years on. Um, I'm now head of marketing communications at three um, arts, ven- um, arts venues and a theatre across uh, Lancashire and Yorkshire. And I also do a lot of freelance work as a publicist and events manager. And i just love it i love working i know that sounds
0: really sad but i do love it oh i love that if you're doing something that brings you joy that's the main thing and often then it doesn't feel like work does it so um and and i love the diversity that i see on your twitter feed and your social accounts of all the different things you're involved in so you are you are involved in tons of exciting stuff through what you do yes I'm very lucky (laughs) (laughs) Um, and we connected as I mentioned um, over the dreaded c word which uh, at the moment is covid Um, and obviously we're still in the throes of uh, this pandemic and wherever it's kind of of taking us on our journey but um, I uh, had covid back in February this year so February 2021 and I'm I'm still suffering um, from some of the after effects of having had COVID and and that's kind of how we engage just over a random post on Twitter so I thought it would be really interesting just to hear a bit from you about your kind of COVID experience and also um, kind of the impacts
1: that COVID has had on you since
0: so do you want to tell us a bit about that?
1: Yeah so it's like we were just discussing before this podcast we were (laughs) giving all the juicy stuff away um so I got COVID um just as we went into the national lockdown, so it was March 2020, and I remember it was the weekend, um, well, we'd gone into, I worked in a theatre, so we were asked to leave um, on like Tuesday the 17th or something like that, and then that weekend we went into the lockdown, and I remember, I love cleaning, I know that sounds weird, but I was cleaning the house anyway, um, and I remember spraying, um, you know, the, the cleaning products, and I couldn't smell anything. But I didn't, I didn't think anything of it. And then um, that same day, I went to have uh, some lunch. And I remember saying to my husband, I can't taste it. I mean, it was only like a bowl of soup and some toast. But I was like, I can't taste this or, or smell it. And he went, oh no, I think you've got COVID. Because those symptoms were on other countries' lists, but not on the UK list at that time. Mm. So... Um, I did panic because obviously it was frightening at the time and it was like COVID, you know, everybody's dying from it. It was like, oh my, oh my God, like, have I actually got it? How have I got it? Um, what's going to happen to me? But I, because because we didn't know much about it, um, I was actually at the time, um, I've been doing fitness sessions for about a year. So I was really active, you know, um, I was exercising about I think, four or five times a week. So it was swimming, running. Um, and the body coach uh, Joe Wicks works out workouts and then I just couldn't do them I could not do any of them and you know how they say Mm. exercise makes you stronger yeah it wasn't it was beating me so I was if I did uh, because I I wasn't able to run so I was jogging um, when we had our little hour out sort of thing and um, I could not do it so if I jogged for because I would do um, just under 5K normally, and I could not do that. Um, I could jog for about five, six minutes, and it's like I've run a marathon. So, um, and then I would be laid up in bed where I could not get out of bed. Um, It was like all energy was that. That that was really upsetting, because going from being quite active um, and the way I work at full, you know, full pelt, Uh, to nothing. It was like, am I going to be like this forever? What's wrong? You know, what's going on? Um, The taste and smell, I would say, because they were the three main things that affected me, the taste, smell, that I knew about, Mm. um, and the uh, fitness levels and fatigue. And um, I felt awful because whenever people used to say about fatigue, because I I do normally have loads of energy, I think, just lazy. But when you go through that, you realise how important you, you do you never take energy for granted again um I mean, and you know how you use it and stuff but for me the scary point was um i i decided to join a facebook facebook group that was about um covid and losing your taste and smell and everybody in there kept alive the for a few days said, yeah i've got mine back or later, yeah i got mine after mm-hmm. a week and i think i was two months in and i thought there's nothing nothing changing for me and you know no progress no hints of anything um and then I I remember talking to my mum about it on the phone and I don't think she took it seriously and then she was saying things like drink vinegar and eat an onion and so I was like okay so I was doing all of that and everyone eat a chili and it'll come back and So I did all of that, nothing, had no effect. And I just remember thinking, I better stop doing this because when it eventually does come back, I don't want to kill all my taste buds. So so I stopped doing all that and listening to everyone. And then I I had advice online from people saying, um, you've got to train um, your sense of smell to come back. That was upsetting. I remember doing this, so I've got lots of different, like, is it like smelling salts and... Yeah, the essential oils and, and, yeah, and stuff oil like that. Yeah. Like that. Um, which was fun to buy, but when you got them and it was like nothing, it wasn't piercing into the nostrils or anything, that became really upsetting. And I think in that moment, there was like... Uh, from week two of um, losing taste and smell for about three months, I, I felt like I lost texture as well so if I if I was eating Mm. something I didn't know what it was you know I was saying to my husband Alex if I um if I was blindfolded and you know told what you eat I wouldn't have a clue I could not work out anything the other thing I noticed was um I didn't I didn't know how much to eat so like you know like normally when you're hungry and Mm. you get that gratification when you've eaten something yeah first of all I was I I, I remember saying oh I don't have any hunger patterns or anything this is unusual it was nice in a bizarre way um so I had to make sure I was sitting down and having meals when my husband was sitting down having them and then I just cut my portions right back because my appetite had gone texture was you know it was like having a bowl of soup was like drinking water but even I mean that was weird as well because I know water doesn't really taste or anything, but there is something there. Yeah. I wasn't even getting that. Mm. So um, I cut down on my food, I, the positive, because I always try and see a positive. I did lose two stone, which was amazing, but not the proper way. Um, and then that was just because I you know, wasn't hungry and stuff. And then to, to not get so down in the dumps about it, I decided, um, okay, I've always said I'm too busy to cook learn to cook which is an excuse now i know um so i thought you know what? i've got plenty of time now um because i was on furlough i'm going to um learn to cook so i did i didn't know what it tastes like and having a husband who eats anything <laughs> i i thought you know he'd eat everything and finish it and he was like that was amazing that was gorgeous and i thought i'm a great cook and you can't uh, even tell i can got no i was like i'm you know i'm trusting you here because, you know, you just, you'd say things like, does, does it need anything else? And he'd go, no, no, it's fine, it's lovely. Um It wasn't until we could go and see one family or whatever later on down the line when I decided to cook something and drop it off my mum and she was like, oh, you need salt, you need this, and I, you know? And it's like, oh no. And then it was like, well, yeah, I can't taste and he eats anything. So that was a bad combo, really. But I did learn to cook and I decided that everything that I was going to put into my body to give it a chance of getting over this COVID and it was just something I made up at the time. I didn't think it could harm. I only had water. That was my drink for up until three months ago. So from March, 2020, up until uh, three months ago. So just over a year, um, I only had water, nothing else. Right. No coffee, no tea, no um, tea. And, and I did I, I did get some satisfaction from that, because, you know, normal day-to-day, you think, I haven't had enough water. I had plenty of water. Um, and, you know, tick that box. And everything we ate, bless Alex, he just had to go along with it. Everything was cooked from scratch, but everything was super healthy. So things that I would struggle to eat when I had my taste. So I, I struggle with the taste and texture of meat. Well, I didn't have any texture or taste. I was eating meat, getting my iron, that sort of thing. Um, fruit, veg, all of that. Um, and, and so that felt good. I don't know if it was psychological though, because it wasn't making a difference to giving me any energy or anything like that. Mm. Um, and then, then it just felt like it was never ending, and you know, like everybody was getting their taste and smell back, and that was isolating. Because first I felt like, you know, when you're calling the doctors, that they didn't they didn't believe it. Um, and at the time, just before I went on furlough, we were actually um, the company I worked for went into administration, and people were being made redundant. So. At the time, I thought my job's at risk of, you know, being made redundant. So I was applying to be a police officer, which is something that I wanted to do for a long time. And I thought, you know what, maybe this is a sign to do it. So um, I applied and I passed everything. And the only thing I couldn't pass was my fitness, even though I'd done it in the morning. Oh, how frustrating. um, I couldn't pass it because of long COVID. Um, You know, what I'd normally do, which is like a 5.5 test, I wasn't getting passed level one which is ridiculous Mm. um so that that was quite upsetting but in a way now when I look back I think that probably happened for a reason because now I'm still in comms I'm still doing what I love what I've I've merged my police the love of policing into what I do now so I've got best of both worlds maybe that was a blessing in disguise really um but the other knock-on effect and we don't know um, if it was COVID-related or, or what, but at that time, so I've always had um, low iron, but not nothing like dangerously low, until I got COVID, and for some reason, um, my body wasn't holding enough iron, it wasn't mm. hanging on to it, um, so again, up to the iron and everything I was eating, um, and that just went on for ages so it's it's sort of leveling out I have got another appointment um, soon for a blood test and I'm hoping that's going to look a bit better but that was the, the big stuff in terms of health um and also just being really upset when you know you know you can exercise yeah. four or five times a week and now I'll try once and it was like a jog and I remember going through the fitness test for policing. And um, I I did feel like nobody believed me. You know, it's like, come on, it's only, it's only 5.5. Yeah. And I was like, I know it's only 5.5. And it was a doddle, like, do it. Yeah. before I got COVID. I, I cannot do it. And you just felt like, am I lazy? Am I like just really unfit and old? And well, what's wrong with me? Because we just didn't know enough about it. And then it wasn't until further on down the line. I've got to say, because I was on furlough, because someone bought the company that I was um, working for so my job was saved and, and I did go on furlough but if I wasn't on furlough and I had to work I don't know how people did it because mm. when you can't get out of bed um, or even take phone calls and I'm quite a chatty person I, w- I wasn't taking calls because that would just deplete my energy for yeah, the day that energy. Um, so y- you have to be really careful about what you did what you chose yeah. to do and stuff. Um, and then there were some days where I thought, you know, I, ha- I did have a burst of energy. So I, I thought, okay, well, everybody always says, you know, body coach out there is always saying, you get stronger and fitter. And um, so I'd have this burst of energy and I'd go, right, I'll go and do something. Knowing that I'm going to be laid up in bed, but I said, no, this time, it'll work this time. It just never did. I was laid up in bed again. And, and I've slowly now progressed. Like I can't exercise, like say, Maybe twice or three times uh, a week, and I will I will be exhausted by the end of the week, which I never used to be like that. But I'm fine with that because at least I can get a few more um, exercising. The only thing that I can't do that I could do before, which I am gutted about, is swimming. I love swimming, mm. and I was like a strong swimmer when I went back to the pool um, when they opened with the socially distance, which I loved because I do think there's things that we can Im- implement because of this, you know, like at the gym, cleaning down yeah. everything before and after you use it. It's like, why weren't we doing that anyway? Yeah. Yeah. Why wasn't that standard <laughs> practice? <laughs> well, like when you think back, it's like, yeah, that was gross. Um, well with swimming, you know, you're in your lanes and, uh, and I thought, well, I'm not going to go in the fast lane because I, 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 I can't, but for some reason, I thought I'll go in the, I'll go in the medium lane. Yeah, I can do that. I couldn't do it. I, 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 you know, it was it was horrible. It was really frightening as well. Um, it was like being a beginner, so mm-hmm. I had to stay in the slow lane. And when I say slow, I, I was one of them. You know, like bobbing with their head out because I could no longer take a breath, and yeah. I, I just couldn't do it. It was t- it was too much on my lungs and things like that. Um, swimming's getting better slowly. I've moved back to the middle lane (laughs) Yay, well done (laughs) But I'm probably the slowest in the middle lane (laughs) But you're still in the middle lane Yes Good (laughs) But I I can't um, take a breath with every um, in-out swim anymore So that's hard Mm. I I don't want to be a head-out swimmer yeah, oh, you want oh, to be how like, you
0: were before. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So that's one of my goals is to get back to that. So in terms of fitness, I think that's the thing that really upset me. And I think with the taste and smell, you could either, I felt, let it take over and you become really depressed with it or change it into a positive. And for me, it was, you know what, it could have been worse. Yeah. It could have been worse. And I lost my taste and smell and I used to joke my husband and say, feels a bit like a superpower you know like chopping onions nothing happens no yeah. crying no anything that was, that was good um and just things like that you know like you go for a walk um and I did step in dog poo I couldn't smell it, couldn't smell it. so um you know stuff like that I was like
0: So oh. trying to find the little things in it that bring yeah, a bit of humor yeah, to it
1: definitely. Yeah. and I just kept thinking oh god if I if I got in as a police officer that was my superpower because you can't smell you know like because you're going to be out and there'll be yeah. bodily fluid and all well we'll be able to smell it i'll i'll sort that out you know i'll get that personal um so you did I, I did have a bit of a joke with it like that just to lighten the mood and not get so depressed yeah. about it um and the same with the tasting so there's there's certain things that i would have loved to eat but they i i can't you know like I love seafood. I love the look and the smell of seafood. I can't cope with the texture and some of the like overpowering mm. taste. Well, when all that's gone, texture and taste and smell, I was scoffing it. Eat it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll try all this. And my husband's was like, "This is amazing because you know you don't only eat meat and you don't eat fish and you're eating all this stuff." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm gonna try everything." Um, So that was really good.
0: Yeah. And it's it's funny, a few of the things that you've said have really resonated with me. So there's definitely something around feeling like people won't believe you. So I've definitely experienced that because even now, I don't know how far are we on from February, I can I could go for a, a massive long walk that was kind of flat and feel fine about it. But then I can do the stairs up to the office and I can I get to the top and I feel like I'm out of breath. And it's yeah. like, oh, that's really got me. And it's made my thighs burn a bit. And, uh, but then when I say it to my partner, I'm sure he thinks, oh, what are you talking about? Cause yesterday we went on a five mile walk and you were yeah. fine. And, and it is just that sense of like, do people think I'm making it up or I'm yeah. really over exaggerating? But actually, this is sort of how it feels. So it, it
1: is very weird. And um, that's it. It's different for everyone, isn't it? Yeah, but, absolutely. But you know what your body was capable of. And Before. Since mm. having, yeah, and since having that, it, you you do know your changes. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and what could be or definitely is the cause of that. Because that that's the common denominator. You had COVID and now that's changed. You, know, you yeah. have felt out of breath or... Um, things like that it, it, do, it does change I think it's changed me as a person and my body
0: mm, absolutely and it's like you know I've got sinus issues now that I didn't have before And literally, probably for the last three months, I've been taking all sorts of different nasal sprays, having ENT appointments. And they've, you know, I've got told, oh, it's because you've got a polyp by the GP, which probably is because of COVID in one of your nostrils. Which then I went to the ear, nose, and throat appointment. And they were like, actually, this was a weird thing to be told. Your nostrils are perfect. But (laughs) (laughs) But... thanks so much. Never never really (laughs) liked them before. Never even thought about it, to be honest. Um, and, And you haven't got a polyp but somehow you have got some weird sinus thing going on but we don't know what it is so now like twice a day i'm having to take this nasal spray which to ah. me i feel like i don't actually think it's doing anything though i still i still feel all these issues but then yeah. like another thing you said is about you know maybe feeling a bit guilty like you know we're lucky that we didn't have it as bad as people who've obviously been yeah. hospitalized but then i almost feel like there's a bit of a sense of guilt because it's like oh because I know I'm not back to how I was pre-Covid, you know, and I have been diagnosed with long Covid and the clinic and the support and all of that, almost feeling a bit guilty about it because I didn't have it as bad as some other yes. people. It's just, yeah. a, but I know I'm not right.
1: So it's like,
0: yeah, it's, it's just
1: a really weird yeah. conundrum to no, get uh, your I, head around. I, I, I'm sure everybody that you speak to will say the same thing. We have, uh, for me, it was when I lost the taste and smell, I, I thought it was the end of my world. And then and then when I actually, because I'm, th- I'm not that venturous with food, my husband is. And I remember thinking, why am I getting really upset? If you lost your taste and smell, I'd feel really bad for you because yeah. you love food. I just have beige, boring food, so it shouldn't really bother me. But um, it was when, so it was, at, it was at the very start and we lost a really good friend um, to COVID. I think for me, that's what really um, just changed, and it was like, okay, you you've still got your life, and we've got another friend who suffered really badly with it. She's still suffering with it Um, because I remember thinking, yeah, you know, I'm not my energy's gone and all that sort of stuff, but not to that level. You know, at least I can go out once, and we can do a six-minute jog, which again it was really upsetting because you, you have you know especially when you um get into running and things like that you have your pace and you have your time and that's what it's all about and then you've only done six minutes it's, I, you know I was sat there crying and and then it was when that happened I thought like pull yourself together you've lost your taste and smell if it's forever it doesn't matter. get used to it um there was a bizarre moment when because I'd lost it for so long um, when I went for my first jab, which would have been about three months ago now, four months ago, um, I'd heard rumours. You know, people saying, "Oh, you know, when, when you get a jab, it sort of it's helping people with long COVID, or especially if you've lost your taste and smell." I remember thinking, "Oh, I'm fine with getting the jab, but I don't think I want my taste and smell back." <laughs> so um, How weird. Yeah, and my husband said, "You have to go and get that." I said, well, "I'm going to go and get it," but. I don't want it back, and I actually got upset at the thought of it coming back. Like really upset
0: because you sort uh, of adjusted to life yeah, without you, it now.
1: Yeah, you, your your life just and I remember him thinking, "Oh, don't be ridiculous, you know, you, you're missing out on this, that, the other, and lots of friends said that. You know, you're not missing this. No, you just get used to it." Um, so I'd gone and got my jab, and it was instant. So I got I literally like the needle went in, and I I felt um. Like my, my feet and my hands were um, tingling. And my nose. Weird. And I remember um, the chap did it, he looked at me and said, are you all right? And I said, are, are you supposed, uh, are my nose, feet and hands supposed to tingle? And he said, we haven't had anyone say that, but it is affecting people differently. And he's like, do you want to go and sit in the, the waiting room? Because um, you're driving, aren't you? And I was like, yeah. So I sat there. And honestly, this like it was so overpowering. Everything, like all oh, the smells. Smells coming back. And How it was and, and it was it was knocking me sick. So I remember thinking, I need to get back to my car and I just need to drive home and just get home. And then um, as I left the building and was heading to my car, I had to pass. So I passed the Greg's. <laughs> And a, and a Burger King. And I could smell them. And Burger King was disgusting. Like, the smell. I, I don't know if it was because going from no smell to a normal smell was overpowering. Yeah. Or whether that is normally. Because I've gone past it since. And I'm like, wow, no, it's not as strong. But that day it was like... It, it Overwhelming. Was and then when I drove home, I got out of the car and um, it was... Um, yeah, it must have been in July or August because the flowers were all still out, and I could smell the flowers. And I, and I did like I, I did well up because yeah, like emotional. oh okay maybe maybe I yeah you adapt and, and you adjust but when you when I saw the flowers I was like oh yeah that is nice because it's all associated with memories and stuff as well yeah, isn't it? So I did I did run up the stairs which completely knocked me. I shouldn't have done that because I did think, um, oh, i forgot that back, I, I could taste and I can run. And so I ran upstairs and I remember, because um, my husband, bless him, I could stop wearing aftershave um, because it, uh, it there was like a weird, although I couldn't smell and taste, there was always this odd chemical sort of smell. Um, that was the only thing that I could smell, it was awful. And, and I used to say his aftershave was like that. So he had to stop wearing it. When I came up to smell his aftershave, that was still really distorted and horrible. So um, he was still banned from wearing that. And then I remember going to the kitchen and thinking, I wonder if I can taste... And, you know, I think I got like a chocolate bar and and I couldn't taste it. It was like I I got the buzz of the, the sugar but there was just nothing there. So I just thought, oh, that's a waste. Um, and then from there, my husband was like, oh, you know, to get your taste back. I think it was just for him, really. He's like, why don't we have a, because we banned takeaways. He's like, Why don't we have a takeaway just once a week, on like a treat night and um, it'll help you, it'll help you. So we were, every week we were getting like pizza or whatever and I, just, I remember after having the pizza, it was after eating like so healthy for just over a year and then having a pizza i felt rubbish and i couldn't taste it and i remember saying i don't want this anymore alex you can't do this to me i don't want it because it it feels horrible and i can't taste it and i'm getting upset about that and i i just remember mentally because people were saying you know have you have you been affected mentally and i thought have i been affected mentally because i was trying to lighten everything up i always felt like i could coach with it well but then when I, when i caught myself crying over things i thought that's pathetic crying over that for I'm crying because my husband's bought a takeaway or I'm crying because I can smell flowers you know it was just like oh, get a grip um, so there were I do think there was something there mentally yeah. and there was like you know the fact that people don't believe you which that's hard um, but I think it was the changing things yeah. again you lose it and it's like I've got used to it and now it's back um, not quite and it's, all, yeah. Yeah, it's just that and kind still of still now even now I, I would say I can smell most things and I can smell, some of the aftershaves and perfumes are nice. Some are still vile. Shampoo, same thing, just depends. Certain soaps, um, there's certain things that still stink, but I remember when, when my smell was coming back, because my husband's a coffee drinker, um, that was horrible. That was like burning plastic. It's so
0: funny you say the burning plastic and the chemical thing because there are still certain things that I can't eat because they all, it doesn't matter what the thing is, they all taste like this horrible burn, that's how I described it, sort of acrid burning plastic smell. Yeah. And so if I eat pineapple, it's burning plastic.
1: (laughs) If anything with pepper on is burning plastic. I had pepper and tomatoes, which Worked, like tomatoes I love, I love everything tomato based and I was gutted mm. when tomato was like, oh my god, oh my god, I don't like that, I can't have that. I'm gutted about that.
0: Weirdly the skin of potatoes.
1: So oh, like no, if you, if, yeah,
0: it's just really weird stuff. Like, my friend made a jacket potato, and I was like, Oh, that would be nice. I haven't had one for ages. And then when I got to the nice, crispy skin bit, which I was really excited about, I was
1: like, Oh, it's not oh, horrible no. burning, but the and inside it, was fine. Yeah. 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 yeah, and it
0: and it, again, it sounds like to other people probably think, Well, you're being a bit over the top, yeah. but you yeah, know, we go no, but it's like it's yeah. really strong and really
1: vile. horrible <laughs> Yeah, vile. Because I was, you know, when I said I was eating healthy and stuff, because I I do struggle to eat like fresh fish just I gag on it I'm like <laughs> I want to have it and I do it all the time and I, there's a running joke with my friends when we're out and stuff it's like oh god don't don't get it don't get it and I'm like yeah I'm ready for it ready for it and then I've just ruined like I've ruined the meal um and and that like Not having the taste and smell, I was wolfing it down. And then I thought, do you know what? This must be getting my body ready for like when all the taste and smell come back and I'm gonna carry on eating all these amazing things. Um, And um, I remember going, right, I'll have that fish because I've been eating it through all lockdown. And that was, fish was like that chemical taste for me so strange isn't
0: it yeah. it's really weird really weird no rhyme or reason it seems no. to any of it so you've you've talked a bit Sophia about um kind of how it's impacted your life and particularly you know around your sort of energy and your fitness levels and the fatigue so has it impacted your working life and and work for you since you're kind of recovering and you're still in that long um, COVID phase yes a different degrees so
1: like I said When it was really strong and started, I was um, on furlough anyway. So I I wasn't working, but I I remember thinking I wouldn't have been able to work. Mm. Um, I have noticed since, like now I'm getting, I think I'm getting better because, you know, smells come back, taste, that sort of stuff. Um, I can, the level I used to work to um, in terms of pace, like, you know, I, I was, I was really proud of this. People used to always say, wow, you can get like a week's worth of work done in a day. And I was like, yeah, I can. Yeah, I love that um, and not feel tired for the rest of the week, you know, and then get more done. And that's why I condense my hours, from, um, five days across four, because I know I can do them. I have struggled with that, because I used to do it before um, COVID. Since since I had it, I have struggled with the five days before. Um, and I am one of those People where I do fill all my hours, so you know, Monday to Thursday mm-hmm. is my day job. Some travel involved, um, and then I would do my freelance work on evenings and weekends. I'd, I'd have one day um with my nephew and, and my husband, which is Sundays. And you know, people say, do you not need a break?" And I was like, "No, no, I love it. I love it." When we went on holiday, that was different, but that that was the only break we have. That was my routine. And, and i had that down to a t now it's exhausting like i do get to like middle of the week and think you know yeah i'm tired i'm tired and that's different and at first you say oh well you know i'm getting older but i don't think i do think it's down to covid because um i can feel that change mm. while i was still trying to do the full capacity you know, I'm, and i'm trialing it for few months and see how i get on it's not working and i know it's not so i do need to change it um because i am um, i do my full-time job across four days then on a friday i'm a police volunteer then on a saturday i do my freelance uh, publicist work and then on a sunday i try to have some time with my husband if i'm not asleep so um and then that was fine before where i know it's not now mm. but I was talking to someone about it yesterday actually and, and um and she said do you think do you think that you know it's changed a lot? And I said, Yeah, it has for me. It has and I can I can feel it. And she said, To be honest, around you people won't really sense that because the pace that I worked at now just means I'm the same as everybody else. <laughs> You're working at a normal pace of everyone else now. I don't like it. Yeah I'm like, i'm always thinking of the next next thing and, and that sort of stuff um i will say in terms of health though i do suffer with ocd and i have done all my life but I'm I ha- and i have episodes of it but i do manage it really well and i've got to say um the whole covid situation like being at home and not doing the shaking of the hands and all that sort of yeah. stuff thinking about the traveling because it does take a lot out you know like how how you can leave the house and it's hours of prep and the lists that go through your mind and ticking things off and all that sort of stuff. That went to the point where I've got, I've got a really good friend who's also um, with OCD. And I remember in lockdown, we were checking up on each other and saying, you know, how, how are you doing, how are you doing? And I said, I feel great on that level. I've never felt better in terms of all, all my um, anxiety around things, just gone. Mm. And I said, I think I'm cured i remember saying that (laughs) and then when as work as as life started up again i said oh no i'm not i'm not cured (laughs) that's just wishful thinking but that part for me that was incredible like i've now decided every year i'm gonna have my own lockdown where i just don't go anywhere oh and the gardening and um you know i'll go for my swims but i'm gonna stay at home and switch off it was amazing it was uh, so i will be doing that as therapy um I love that. that's that's yeah. such a
0: positive thing to come out of it yeah, for you definitely. and to help you
1: manage your ocd i think
0: that's you know to have your own self-imposed lockdowns in a positive <laughs> way is a
1: really good thing yeah which i know some people out there will probably find weird i know friends have said that's odd and it's like well, it worked for me though yeah. I finally found something that worked for me that's natural that's um so that's what i'll be doing in in terms of work i know now getting back up to speed um and i'm not in like the full pelt of long covid now because i feel like i'm coming out of it. it it is exhausting um the other thing and i know we talked about this before we start recording um I don't know about you, but my memory—I I had the best memory ever, and that's what everyone say. You've got photographic memory. They would always come to me for things and say, "Do you remember this?" I mean, the, the other week, I remember we were at this um, uh, New Order gig at the Peace Hall, and there was a chap and his wife stood next to us, and they said hello, and everyone's dead friendly, and I said hello back. And as he when he spoke, I thought, "I've met you before," and he went, "You can't. Have, I'm from York." And this is like the first time I've come over here. I love that. I was
0: like, no, you you couldn't possibly, because I'm from York.
1: And he went, I'm from York, and this is the first time I've ever been to Halifax. And I went, do you work at wherever this place was? Um, And he went, yeah, yeah, I do. And I said, oh, my God, I worked at York Theatre Royal. and This was years ago. I said, I worked at York Theatre Royal, and there was a friend of mine who was out with a couple of his friends. I'd never met before, so I'd met them on that night and we were all sat there, and they worked at the same company. And then he walked past, and I remember them saying, it was like a real quick flash moment where they said, oh, come and um, come and join us for a drink. And he said, oh no, I've been out all day, I need to go. That's all he said, that was his line. And I recognize his face and his voice from that, and he'd oh, gone. goodness. And this was, this has got to be like seven, eight, something like that, eight, nine years ago. And, um, and he went, oh my God, yeah, that's me. And I was like, I told you. Um, and that's how my memory works, like how it connects things. It's been awful, like absolutely awful. And I don't know if it's COVID or whether I'm going like through
0: early menopause. I know we had that chat, didn't we? But it's funny you say about memory as well, because I'm usually really good at remembering people's names. And I was, at a friend had like a barbecue party thing outdoors back in August. And I was stood talking to this woman who is wonderful. And I used to do pub quizzes with her when I used to live somewhere else. Uh, we were in the same village socialized with her loads being on somebody's handy with her could remember everything about like her business she was starting a new business the last time i saw her i haven't seen her for two years how's it all going she's got family in america so having this massive long chat and i just thought i hope my partner doesn't come over because i cannot for the life of me remember what this woman's name is like a total oh. but you know when it's like yeah. a blank like almost yeah. a blackout in your b- brain and i used yeah. to be so good at yeah at that i've also got very clumsy and again i'm like is that a perimenopausal thing is that a long covid thing i don't know now
1: i totally agree i'm glad we're having this conversation because i think i'm i'm at that same phase i bought a book about the menopause um and i'm reading it and and it's like yeah yeah i've got that yeah i'm going through that but i don't know if i'm doing that thing you know where you google your symptoms and you yes. going yes 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 i don't know if i'm doing that but then when i was chatting to a friend about it she said oh yeah they're long covid symptoms and i said since when and then i did google that and i remember finding something that said things like uh you know memory um hair loss which i didn't know was one which i have had hair loss um just all sorts of things and i've tried to I've tried to put a reason to them. So with the hair loss, um, I feel like I've suffered with all sorts. When I was younger, I had alopecia. So I've never had like the thickest of hair. But I know over the last, like before lockdown, before COVID, um, you know, my hairdresser would say, oh, you know, your hair's getting thicker. and You know, what, what have you changed and stuff? And I was like, yeah, it feels thicker. And then since having COVID, I'm, I feel like I have a coma over now. Because I'm like what's that patch there I've got to you know and I thought oh it's my alopecia coming back so I thought that was that um when I've had like um hot flushes but you know when I spoke to people about menopause they're like "Mm, describe yours and I'll tell them like "Mm, no that's not quite what I went through and I'm like I'm normally quite a freezing cold person um
0: Honestly. Always. Um, People could yeah. be wearing shorts and a T-shirt and I'm like, oh, I need a hot water bottle. Oh, so no. I
1: think <laughs> you could be my new best friend because I feel like I'm looking in the mirror. Everyone around me would, would, um, like in the summer, I would be their uh, ice block because they'd go, just touch soap and cool down and go, how are you so cold? And I was so used to that. And now I don't know if, um, you know, I'll touch my husband and go, am I warm or cold? And he's like, you're not cold anymore. You're warm, and I'm like, am I burning? Am I burning? or Am I just warm? Because I don't know if if we were freezing cold people, has COVID kind of reset me and made me yeah. like feel warm, warm. But to me, that's boiling hot. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's like too hot,
1: too hot now yeah. because it's like so extreme. <laughs> and I'm doing that, and then when 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 I ask people to touch or get my uh, temperature, they're like, Are you just that fridge? And I'm like, I'm yeah. burning. I'm burning. So I, I don't know what that is. And then it was on the list of, you know, um, hot and cold and all that sort of stuff. So it's like, what is this? Somebody yeah. tell me what's going on with me.
0: And I think it's really hard, isn't it? Because I think weirdly, both with the sort of menopause and perimenopause and also with long COVID, people don't really seem to know that much about it so you know i spoke to my gp about well yeah i've got this and this and this and she was running through a whole list of things but i went but i watched the davina mccall program about the menopause and they had that as well so is it long covid or is it the menopause she was a bit she was a bit like could could be either or we don't we don't really know enough it's hard isn't it because i feel like i'm a person who wants to label it to know what it is because that will help me process it it. yeah but when you can't and you're like well it might be the covid or it might be that i'm perimenopausal or it might be something completely different yeah what do i actually
1: do to try to deal with it i think i've just decided it's an early menopause and you know what i've made a list of the different foods that i need to eat i've made a list based on that book of the different like um herbal things to take um and i'm just going through this list now and if that's going to help me i don't know if again if it's psychological but if it does the trick i'm i'm doing that yeah um because like you said it's I, I just need to know what it is so i can deal with it yeah so for me i've gone down the oh let's say it's the menopause because even if it isn't i'll be prepared <laughs> you're going to embrace it head on and be
0: prepared for it <laughs> yeah i might start giving talks on it (laughs) (laughs) well funny you should say that so having kind of agreed to do this podcast i guess that's one way that you know you're using your communications experience to start talking about the impacts of covid and potentially other things so i did wonder if you've kind of used your comms background to kind of raise awareness a bit around your experience of covid and how it might be impacting you and other people i have
1: yeah i have um that's a good question because. In the beginning, when I got it, and you know, all because the way I saw it was when we went into lockdown, it was like, oh, there's this horrific, you know, disease out there and virus killing people. It sort of reminded me of you know those, you know those horror films where there's one in particular called Wreck, where they're in like a block um, apartments and they've all got like there's something going around that turns them all into like these sort of zombies. And they're all told to get get in your rooms and stuff. And then they're sealed in because they don't want them out. They don't want this to come out. Yeah. And for me, that's how it started. Like I thought, oh my God, everybody's locked in their homes. There's this thing going around. Some people have got it, some haven't. Some don't know they've got it. And um, it was sort of that thing where I found if you thought you had it or thought you had the symptoms, like don't tell anyone. You know, like, yeah. don't tell them, don't say it on social media. Don't. It, that's how I felt at the start. It was quite frightening. And then I remembered that, I I, I basically scared myself silly because you're, you're coping with it on your own. You don't have any information on it. So I thought, do you know what? I'm going to post about it. And it, it wasn't until, um, I'd lost my texture and stuff, and I thought, I want to know—is this normal? Is this what other people are going through? So I did post that, and I know people were reluctant. There, there was a lot of like, "Oh, you know, I hope you're all right, and I hope you're going to get better," but nobody was saying, "Yes, I've got that," or "Yes, I'm going through that." So I kept thinking, why, why is this affecting me differently? um Because at the time, I, you know, my husband, I said, "You must have had it. You've been, you've been around me," and I know he got really tired, so. He, we always say he's he's got a brilliant immune system and you know fights off colds really quickly. Where mine can last two weeks and his are done in a day. And um, I'm the man flu person. You know, I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, so I was like, "What happened to you?" He said, "Well, I felt tired for about three days, and that's it." All right. mm. Yeah, and I was like, I'm "Great." Um, so I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there. And yeah, that, that's a reaction that I found. And then and then I and then later on where. Not so much when um, when people those there you know talk about long COVID and stuff, but people were not believing it or whatever. Um, there were a couple of people that did send me private messages to say, "I'm going through what you're going through." It's like, can we have a conversation about it? Like, because this mm. this is great. Like when you're going, funny you should say that I had this yeah. taste with the peppers and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, all right, it's not just me. This okay, this is it is real. Rel- <laughs> it's yeah. Fit, yeah. It's not made up or whatever. Because of course there were those conspiracy theories as well where they're like, the virus isn't real. And then you're thinking, God, like, is it all in my head? like, what's going on? Um, So what, and then, and they were private and they they would actually say, you know, can you not tell anyone we've had this conversation? It was like, yeah, okay. And then they're going, you know, thank you for being so open. Mm. I carried on doing that and I was giving the odd update. And then I'd realized that um, media, were contacting me so I started to do I was a bit um shy about doing them because it's like do I want to talk about it on air and stuff and I did and I thought if it's going to help other people because I remember how I was feeling if someone else is saying it and someone's out there going oh yeah that's what I've got oh, okay so I thought right we'll we'll do that so I did some radio interviews and then um a couple of podcasts and some local tv um, so i did that but again i felt like oh, i was like i don't know if i should be doing that because uh I, again like i was saying to you earlier i, I t- not turned it into a joke i just tried to make it lighter so i could cope with it use some so, humor to cope yeah and i know when they arrived at the point where you know they i think they wanted a really serious piece and i said look i'm gonna be honest um i've got to a point where i've I'm okay with it now so I think you're wanting someone who's going through it all and the emotions and I'm past that and they were like no we'll do it anyway and I thought god when I watched it back I thought that was the most upbeat thing about long COVID COVID. (laughs) COVID." and I was like people probably are gonna go she's you know lying and I thought and that and that had like that did not my confidence and I thought I'm not doing that again because I'd either have to go back to the way i was feeling and i don't want to do that because th- this is my coping mechanism you know yeah so i did i did put it out there and then i did realize that when you know when they've done all these national stats and they're looking at apps and, and more long covid centers more people have been in touch and now openly chatting on mm. facebook and twitter saying oh you know, i've got that as well and can, can i have a chat with you and they're openly doing it yeah so um in that sense that's how I've used it um, and just just anyone that you know and how they're going through it and I know a few people that said how, how did you get over the taste and smell a bit because I, I still haven't got mine back and it's really getting me down and, and I said well this is how I've coped with it. it might not work for you but you know there was one person that came back and said actually when you see it like that yeah it's not that bad is it um, yeah. so, so that was nice because I wish I had someone telling me at, at the beginning because that, that was the horrible part when you don't know what's going on with your body. And... Yeah. And, and I guess you had it really early. So I was
0: like almost 12 months after you going through then that yeah. experience and again had COVID quite differently to the, the way you describe it, but then I've had some of the yeah. same after effects. But maybe it was slightly less scary because we'd heard, I'd heard lots of stories about people who'd had it and then been OK. Yeah. But I guess really early doors, it must have been very frightening to think, like, yeah. I don't actually know how this is gonna pan out now. Yeah. Because and why is everybody still quite else new? saying that
1: they've got theirs back? Where's yeah. mine? Where's yeah. mine? Yeah. Um Yeah, and there was there was one person that um introduced me to um someone that he knew that was in an accident and lost. I can't remember if it was both the senses or one of them. Um, and, and that's him permanently. Mm. And, you know, he's like, Do you want to talk to him? And I thought, at the time I was like yeah 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 that'd be great that'd be really useful I'd never actually contacted him in the end because I I think there was a part of me that was like I I don't want this to be forever that was really early on I don't want it to be forever and having that conversation with him is sort of getting me ready for that and and I had a bit of hope so I was like I won't do that yet um you know maybe in like well actually at the time I remember thinking maybe in six months if it's not back I'll do it and then I thought oh god but by then I thought all right it's fine I've adapted now and if this is my life this is it there's nothing to do about it um and you know there's a there's a neighbor opposite me who um she can't taste I think because she had like throat cancer I don't know if she can't taste or smell and um you know and her husband always says oh you know we have bland stuff and she have a curry because there's no point and all that sort of stuff. And I remember thinking, oh my God, am I going to be like that? Um, see, there's just daft things that go, well, not daft things, they're, they're things that go through your mind and um, how you're going to cope with stuff. But yeah, I think that's how I use it, trying to help others, trying to still cope with it myself. And the more people I spoke to, I know that I was benefiting from it because yeah. you have these conversations and you go, oh, okay, it's not, it's not that bad. Um, I'm not alone I'm not lying (laughs) I think I
0: think that's probably the thing isn't it knowing that you're not alone and that other people are going through it and whatever weird emotions you might go through as part of the journey someone else is probably having that experience as well and I guess the more we talk about it the more it normalizes it for people because it, it looks like in some way shape or form Covid's going to be part of just dealing with life into yes. the future in the way we deal with winter flu and all of those, those sorts yeah. of things. So actually, the more we can be open and talk about it, the better. So um, thank you so much for sharing your story, Sophia. It's been really, really good to know someone else who's gone through it as well <laughs> and have that conversation. I found it quite therapeutic. But um, if people do want to know more about um, you, whether that's about your COVID journey or whether that's about your policing or your comms work or whatever, how do they get in touch with you and connect with
1: you? i am on twitter i think my dms are still open but i'm on twitter sophia can one the number one um linkedin just search my name and connect with me um on my website can communications where you can just drop me a line and i think i think my mobile's on there as well so call text whatever <laughs> you want to do um yeah i am happy to chat brilliant thank you so
0: much um for sharing with us. i've really appreciated you being part of the podcast series and um i'm going to keep following your journey in earnest to see what happens next um so i'll probably be tweeting you yeah, <laughs> about it yours, some, well. sometime thanks. soon so, um, <laughs> thank you so invite. much thank you so much it's been a pleasure